So, Jelly, hello from San Francisco. Hello from Canberra? Yeah, I'm still in Canberra. Oh, Sad. one of us got to travel and the other one didn't. Yeah, I'm very jelly. <laughs> I did wonder how long it would be before you were pulled out that joke. I will probably pull that joke out a few times between now and the end of Dub Dub, I'll be honest. <laughs> that's all right. I probably deserve it. I mean, our show budget only stretches so far, and I think that's the listener's fault. You know, if more of them had listened, we wouldn't have this problem. You know, we'd both be here. But anyway, I got to attend the Google I.O. conference. I assume you've heard of that. Right. So, Google I.O. is uh, is like Google's version of WWDC. Yeah, I guess that's true in that they're both worldwide developer conferences. I, I can't fault you there. And so, I thought we, we don't cover news. You know, this is topical. We we kind of discuss things. I'm not going to give you like, hey, hit Google released this and this happened and whatever. But I thought it is really interesting. You know, we've got these two massive developer conferences. They have about, you know, the same amount of people attend. They're even in exactly the same building, you know, Moscone West, and they're only two weeks apart. I, th- I thought it could be interesting to compare the two, you know, for people that have been to one and not the other or for people that have been to neither. What do you think? Yeah, it's a, that seems like a good idea because, I mean, I've been – I went to Apple's conference last year, you know, so I've, I've had a little bit of experience with that one, but I've, I've never been to, to, uh, to Google – IO, so I, I don't really know what that's like. So that'll be interesting. Okay, so I reckon it, it would be most interesting to do like a, a like a chronological sort of analysis. So what typically happens at the start of both conferences is you you go there, you know, you you scan some barcode or whatever, and they they give you a pass. I mean that's pretty standard, and that pass gets you uh, into the building, you know, for the rest of the week or however long the conference goes. They even both give you a wristband because in America you don't, I think you don't get to drink till you're 21 or something. So they brand you with this thing that you're not, not allowed to rip off that gets you into the, the alcohol type thing. So that's, that's the start. They both give you a wristband. They both give you a badge thing, a lanyard that goes around your neck. So identical so far. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next step is they both have a keynote and they both have a keynote on the opening day of their conference at 9 a.m. Now, the massive, massive difference here is that if you want to get a reasonable seat for the Apple one, you kind of have to queue at about 2.30 a.m. You know, that's when most of the, the people, you know, you want to seat somewhere in the middle. You can't, you won't get to the front at that time, but you won't be sitting right at the back or in the overflow room. And it almost becomes a bit of a rite of passage. You know, you line up with all your... um fellow developers, you freeze it out in the San Francisco cold, you endure, you know, all these marketing people that go up and down the line and try and like, you know, give you freebies and stuff. And the Google one is very different. So you probably turn up at about 7.30 and that's that's plenty of time to get you into the same keynote room. So you freeze far less and there's probably far less line chin chat going on. You know, you go straight in and now suddenly you're experiencing the keynotes. And I've got to say in this regard, Apple's, I guess, is a far better thing to to watch from the outside. Like their their keynotes are very tight. You know, they're very structured. Yeah, they're geared so that you know when you watch this back or when the media is trying to take it in, you know, bang, 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 they get all the points. Whereas Google's ones tend to be a little bit different. You know, they'll focus on one thing and then they'll focus on something else and then they'll focus on a third thing and a fourth thing. And all these things will be, I guess, good individually. But there's not generally a story that that ties all these things together. They are, you know, different divisions you know, making different things. Like this year you had, what we have? We had photos and then we had Google Cardboard and then we had, you know, some other thing and some other thing. And sure, they're all big products, but they, there was no like overarching story to the whole thing. And I, I guess the other thing that really stood out if you're talking about keynotes is uh, Google seemed to have, you know, far more diversity. So it's a lot more common to see 
I guess there's no better way to put it, but non-middle-aged, you know, white American guys. There seems to be a lot more of of that at Apple than there is at Google, in the keynote at least. Yeah, I mean, after after the keynote, usually during the sessions, um, you'll see a lot more diversity in Apple's conference. But yeah, I, I mean, I have noticed that there is a lot more a lot more diversity in not just Google's keynote, but in Google's kind of higher levels than what what you see at Apple or what's kind of publicized at Apple. Yeah, I think you definitely you see a lot more women. You see a lot more, I guess, non-Americans as well. So, which is interesting because I mean, recently, I mean, not so recently, maybe maybe about six months or so ago, when everybody was talking about develop, uh, diversity in the developer community. Um, the conversation came up about uh, you know the diversity of Google and the diversity of Apple, and really their numbers are not that dissimilar. Um, once you actually look at their kind of their numbers, they're they're not they're not actually that that different. It's only on the kind of on the management page that you actually see the difference. And we talked about this to some length and had a look at it on um, Mobile Couch, but Google's management team for for lack of a better word does appear to be more more diverse than than apples uh does yeah and i mean there there are a lot of different ways you could you know you could look at that and parse it but i guess the main thing is there is is there's a different difference and i mean i i kind of like it personally like it's it's nice to hear you know 50% of the the people on the planet are women so it is kind of nice to to see some women you know in those key roles and i'm not saying you know apple tries to exclude them or it's a boys club or anything like that but i mean it's just yeah it's just a nice thing to see so the the next thing you notice as you i guess you shuffle out of all these keynote rooms is that it's funny these two companies set up Moscone West completely differently so Apple tend to have a lot of different rooms, like they'll have rooms on both the second and third floors and there might be five or six rooms per floor. So from there, you're basically, you know, you're going from room to room, picking the the sessions that you want to attend. Yep. And that's that's the thing that struck me that's a bit different about IO. So you've got the main sort of rooms, like there might be three or four of those, but their focus seems on to be on these kind of wide open areas where, you know, there'll be some some small talk and there'll be someone giving it and then there'll just be, you know, 50 50 to 100 people sort of huddled around that person and then there'll be another thing going on and they'll also have spaces for demos. Like this year, you know, there was cars on the floor with Android Auto. There was a whole section of cardboard stuff. You know, there was all these other, you know, things being shown off on the floor that you could just kind of wander around and, and see. And I found that quite different. Like I found it kind of changed it from, oh, i got to get from this session to this session and I, I can't miss this session. And, you know, I'll, I'll catch up with people at lunchtime or I'll see them after the conference. Whereas the Google one definitely seems to be, you know, you attend a few of the sessions you want and the rest of the time you just kind of spend looking at the various booths and kind of chatting to people around the place. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it kind of says a lot about Dub Dub. Uh, I keep calling it Dub Dub. WWDC, <laughs> it's such a long title. Uh, I-, I think it says something about uh, Apple's conference that there is so much that is happening at any one particular time. Uh, recently, I had a conversation with Jake, uh, the-, the most recent episode of Mobile Couch, actually, um, talking about what uh, the best way to kind of prepare for uh, for for WWDC, that's so long. Just dub dub. Just call it dub dub. No, have have no shame. Well, it's yeah, it's not so much. It's it's for more for people who have never heard of it before. Because we have we have one or two listeners that are like that. So I want to make sure that they come along for the ride. The worldwide developer conference. I'm being I'm being inclusive, Russell. Inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah, but I don't think our listeners are idiots. I think if you tell them it's a worldwide developer conference, and from here on in, I'll be calling it dub dub. I, I think they're okay with that. 
Okay. Well, we had a conversation about how best to prepare, and I, I, my, my general feeling is you don't want to like. You, you, there's only really one way that you can do WWDC. You you have to make a choice of what you're going to do, and you have to kind of do it with no regrets, um, because you can't do everything at at Dub Dub because there's so many things going on. There's sessions. Uh, there's there's labs. Um, sessions and labs will typically cross over each other, and so you and or they might be kind of butted up against each other, and you have to get from one room to another. Uh, but then you've also got things that are going on outside, and all the social events, and all the other like there there are now four conferences, four conferences uh, <laughs> that happen at Dub Dub at Dub Dub, uh, in, including Dub Dub, obviously. Um, there's you know there's Alt Conf now, there's Layers Conf, uh, and there's apparently one for there's a one day conference for uh, Reactive Cocoa or something. There's so much happening, and it's one of these things where because there's so much happening, you have to kind of you just have to make a choice and you kind of have to decide on the spot because a lot of things you don't necessarily know until the Monday that they that this conference starts. You have to make a choice and you just have to go for it and you have to do it without looking back and then look back by watching the videos afterwards. Yeah, so this is another interesting interesting difference between the two conferences. So uh, as far as I could tell for Google I.O., the majority of people that turn up have tickets. So yep. if you don't get a ticket to Google I.O. and you don't sort of work in and around San Francisco, I don't I don't see a lot of people just, you know, flying down for the week just to hang out, whereas that seems to be really common at, at you know, WWDC. I, I see a lot of people don't even bother, like, applying for tickets. Like, I know some people just say, hey, there's going to be 5,000 developers and designers or whatever here, and there's going to be maybe a few thousand more just people hanging around. So I'm just going to come down to the city and catch up with people all week or go to these alternative conferences that have sprung up. So there definitely seems to be, yeah, just this culture of all these extra people turning up. Like I think last year, sorry, not last year, in 2013 when I went, I just met a whole bunch of people that didn't even have tickets. You know, they were hanging around in, I can't pronounce this word, but the Urba Buena Gardens, Urba Buena? Yeah, you're going to have to help me here. Yerba Buena, I think. Yerba Buena? Like, it's By whatever it's how is. it's spelled. Americans are but laughing it's definitely at us right now. It's definitely Buena. Yeah, it's definitely Buena. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Yerba Buena. I'm going to go with Urba. I don't reckon there's a Y in there. But anyway, someone There is a Y. I'm, I'm 100% there's a y, sure there's I'm, a Y. I'm saying I'm not, not sure you pronounce it. You think it saying. might be silent? It's a silent Y? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like the silent G in Gnome. A gnome. Is that like somebody like throwing their hands in the air and kind of just mouthing... Why? <laughs> but doing it spot silently? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to go over a lot of people's heads, I'm afraid, including mine, <sighs> as it happens, because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's, it's not important. So, yes, you're, you're right. I mean, the other interesting part is um, I know that most of the Google I.O. sessions are live streamed, and I know that these days uh, the Apple ones are almost live streamed. So they're recorded, they're edited, and they're put up you know, a few hours later. So if you do miss a session, there's a pro tip. You can probably watch it online. There aren't many of them that don't get filmed. And so my kind of tip is if you're attending either one of these, I mean, apart from do what you want, is just try and meet like as many people as you can because you've got all these people in the same place. You know, you might as well get to know some of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The thing about going going there, and especially for, for people from Australia, which is where both you and I are from, the thing about going to those places is that you've traveled a long way. And I mean, the content you can probably get, you can get online uh, either during or after the conference. Uh, you know, the uh, as far as things go, like um, meetups for other, like for things outside of the conference, I mean, 
a lot of places have meetups at other times of the year you can go to. You don't have to go to it during Dub Dub. But there's only really one time when people, like when all of these developers and designers and stuff across uh, across the community are all together in one place at one time. So kind of missing out on the social aspect of of the conference is kind of crazy because, I mean, that's part of the reason that you're there. Like it's, it's, it's a massive part and it's kind of the only part that you can't really get elsewhere. Yeah. And that, actually that leads us to another interesting difference between the two. And this might be a little controversial, but I'm going to run it past you anyway, is that I noticed that the Google conference, there are a lot more um, developer representatives there. So I'm just going to make up a number. I think there was at least, you know, 30 of them from from various parts of the world. And they they will introduce you to all sorts of people. So you get to meet, like I got to meet the developers that work on all sorts of things, you know, support libraries, other bits, you know, material design components and things like that. And they kind of took me around and they had, they said, hey, this is, you know, this person that works on this, this is this person that works on this, you know, say hi to this person from there. And I found I got to meet a lot of people inside Google. And, I, you know, I go to the Apple conference and we, I don't know how many developer, you know, representatives Apple have, but I don't get the same impression. Like a lot of the time, Apple seemed very hesitant to tell you that, hey, you know, this is so-and-so and they worked on framework so-and-so. I think the only place you really get that is probably in the labs downstairs. Like there's just not that same culture. And I, I hate to say the word openness. Android is not open. Let's just get that out of the way. Apple, uh, Android is in many senses an open source operating system, just like OS X is. And then it has its own proprietary, you know, stuff on top. You know, OS X yeah. has all the Mac interface and that's all proprietary. And Android is no different. It has, you know, Google Play services and the Google apps. And you don't get those in the open source version. You know, let's get that out of the way. But it does seem like there's a slightly different culture. So I do, I do get the impression that, you know, Google people are a lot more approachable. They're a lot more willing to tell you, you know, what they've been working on. And they're a lot more willing just to hang out. And I mean, to play devil's advocate, that could just be because, you know, we get more respect in the, in the Google side of things. I have no idea. Maybe there's some people like, you know, more famous developers on the iOS side that get the same treatment from Apple, but I don't, I really don't get that impression. I think it's kind of two different cultures. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that maybe there is a somewhat of a culture in Apple of, um, kind of celebrity status. So there are certain people that you see all the time that you see up on you know you see up on stage you see them when they announce stuff they they are for lack of a better word they're celebrities you know people like to you know see uh, for instance Craig Federighi do do his thing uh, every year it's it's kind of you know part of the experience and so in kind of this a similar aspect uh, after after sessions um sometimes you'll you know you'll find that um some of the some of the kind of higher ups will you know go along to a session to to um to listen to it and uh th- there is you, you'll see like a flurry of tweets or or, or photos a- appear in your timeline uh about um you know oh look I, look who i found I've, I've you know i ran into tim cook and here's a selfie of us I've never experienced that from like from a Google like at, at, like uh, during an I/O thing, but I definitely experience it any time that there is an Apple event on. Um, you know, people people tweeting photos of them and the and the you know and the kind of celebrities within Apple. But then there are the people that are kind of you know down the ranks, I guess, and they're not. We don't know who they are, so they're not as important. Like they're not treated as being as important by us, and I think. I think that that kind of leads go, goes a long way as well. 
you, you were kind of saying that you know that Google treats us you know with more Google treats developers with more respect, and that may be may very well be true. But I think it's also in the way that Google developers treat Google themselves uh, and you know I, I might be wrong about that but I think that I think there is some uh, some quite major differences there yeah I don't I don't think it's more respect I mean this is honestly what I get out of it when I go to a Google conference I sit down with Google engineers and they, they seem really interested in finding out you know all the things that they worked on like how does that impact us and what do we want to see changed and it feels very much like a two-way relationship. You know, they're they're creating things that, that we use and then we're using those things to create our products. And they seem really interested in that, you know, feedback loop. And in fact, this year, we saw like a lot of things we've been asking for, like last year, you know, we gave them a, a whole bunch of feedback on their developer tools. We gave them some feedback on, you know, components that were missing. And almost universally, you know, that stuff, uh, you know, appeared this year. And I'm sure a lot of other developers were asking for it as well. Whereas, you know, you go to an Apple conference and you, I don't get that same kind of two-way thing. I, I get the impression that Apple are more, you know, we built this thing and it's really good and here are the ways, you know, we can help you use this thing. It doesn't seem to be, uh, oh, by the way, tell us what you'd like to see changed. Like it seems like with Apple, once something ships, like it's a lot more final. Do you think that that's partially because you uh, you don't attend labs? Like do you, do you attend the, the labs at WWDC? Yeah, I've definitely been to the labs. And I mean, I've had a lot of questions answered in the labs. But whenever I run into things, they, at least in my experience, they just tend to say, well, you know, that's how the framework is. You have to work around this. Mm. Okay. Whereas with Google people, like they tend to be like, hey, I'm going to talk to so-and-so and so-and-so and and we'll see like if we can get that fixed. Yeah, I I mean, I don't don't know. I mean, that kind of... Uh, kind of speaks to the way that you know, um, for instance, Google's bug tracker works um, versus Apple's bug tracker. Right, issues that you know it, it, Google's bug tracker is typically out in the open, as far as I'm aware, and you can see the things happening as you know as they work to fix it. Whereas, you know, to a certain extent, but Apple, it's like shouting into a hole, and you don't <laughs> <laughs> hello. Hello, Hello, is anybody, is anybody there? Can, there? Uh, can, yes, can we you hear fix everything? Can you fix this thing? Hey, hey, hey! Can you hear me in there? Can you, can you? Thank you, Mr. Jelly. Your thing is a duplicate of some other thing which you cannot see. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're right. Google's bug tracker is actually two layers for a lot of things. Like they'll have a community. They, I think they call them Google Plus communities or something. So that's where some of the lead developers of that thing will be and you can just join like they have one for example for chromecast and i jump in there and ask chromecast questions and then um the developers actually answer them and then post that stage like if you can't get any joy in there that's where you actually go to their their open bug tracker and i don't want to be all like oh google is the best because their their open bug tracker does does suck a bit like sometimes you will put stuff in there and it will also get no response the the difference is now that everyone can see that it got no response and that if they do file that as a duplicate, then you can go and see, like, what's this other thing that's a duplicate of? Like, it's it's all open. I mean, that's not necessarily the solution to everything. Like, stuff still gets lost. Stuff still doesn't get done. But I find that approach better. You know, you talk to a smaller community that just works with the framework that you're trying to work with. And if you can't, you know, get things sorted in there, then then you file a bug. That kind of seems like a... And like a better way to do it to me. So to bring it back to the conference, do you think that maybe like a con- the conference and you know labs and stuff like that is kind of an extension of that uh, of that same feeling, general feeling about the like the bug trackers and the uh, feeling about the community in in general? I I do. The only thing I would say is that I'm really looking forward to WWDC this year because 
it does seem like a lot of that stuff is very slowly changing. And I, and I bet it's changing a lot more rapidly inside Apple than it appears to be on the outside. Like I think right. I'm hoping I'm hoping that the Apple of two years ago is not the Apple of today. Like I'm hoping to go there and, you know, meet engineers that actually worked on some stuff and, you know, have some conversations with them. And I I'm not just saying that. Like I think it could actually be a thing. Like having, you know, heard it heard a few things that, that might be going on and had just met with a few people like already this week. I'd I think it it might be slowly changing for the better. Well, I think it's definitely changing. I mean, if you look at, for, uh, as an example, for instance, Swift. Swift is in a language that that was released last year at, at WWDC um, by Apple. And typically what they would have done in the past was we would have heard about it and then we would have heard about it again this year. But the kind of the, for lack of a better term, new Apple you know tim cook's apple uh <laughs> all, all i can see is that uh that newspaper cover in my head now <laughs> all, all all i'm saying you right is that swift we heard we didn't hear about it once last year and then again you know in the in the next week or so swift we've heard about throughout the year and that's definitely a big change uh in in apple's approach to the developer community we've seen a lot of things change um I think it makes like it does feel positive. There are always going to be problems. There are always going to be issues with just the community and and dealing with such, something like a big kind of company. Uh, there are always going to be issues with that. But I think it's a positive thing, and I'm really I, I do feel really positive about the direction that Apple is going with this stuff. And I think it's only going to improve when we go when we go into next week. And I, I mean, you look at the way that, for instance, as well, you mentioned before that Google live streams their sessions. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Typically, what has happened, uh, like for instance, last year was that after the after the session was complete. The video would be available within the WWDC app or you know online uh, on the website, and you could watch it pretty much straight after. And then this year, this year they're actually they are actually live streaming their their sessions supposedly, so you can well, watch you right along. And it's it's one of these things where I think that Apple is changing and they're becoming a lot more uh, open to their developers because I think I think there's a lot of kind of feedback that they're getting, whether or not we're hearing it at this point. They're getting a lot of feedback that they that people want a more open Apple. People yeah. want to be able to see what's happening within Apple, and it doesn't mean that you have to take away all the mystery and all the you know suspense that Apple is so well known for. It just means that you know these things that uh, that really matter that where you need to be open, you're open about them and you try and do them the best way that you can. Yeah, no, I definitely think you're right, and I, I think it's interesting that you brought up Swift, like Swift. The launch of it and how they've handled it seems like the most googly thing like Apple has ever done. You know, there's a blog that goes around it. There was version 1.0. You know, there was open discussion in the forums about, you know, what should be in the next version and what are the priorities. And they're actually listening. And, you know, they were implementing things based on feedback. And, you know, a lot of the changes in Swift 1.1 and 1.2, you know, really took that on board. And I bet you Apple still does a 2.0 like at WWDC with a few whiz-bang things that they've been holding back. But they haven't been holding those things back at the expense of, you know, just fixing all the other things that we've been right. asking for, which I, which I reckon is the right balance of the two. So I have to tell you, because we're running out of time here, I have to tell you one last difference between the two conferences. So the Google one only goes for two days and Apple's goes for a full five days. And I think in the spirit of uh, Google, oh, I'm just going to cut this super short because that's what it feels like, you know, having attended five day conferences before you go to a two day one. It's like, yeah, exciting, exciting, exciting. And it's finished. Boom. 